welcome to Streaming with a Purpose. I am your host, Sylvia Montgomery, and I welcome you to today's episode. So y'all, once a week, we come at you with some good, wholesome information that's going to grow your spirit, grow your mind, and your soul. We're giving you some tender nuggets that's going to take you through the week. So sit back and allow us about 20 minutes of your time and you will be blessed. Now, at Streaming with a Purpose, we believe that multiple streams of income is key. It's important to have income streams from different sources. That could mean multiple jobs, but we want to see you flourishing in your purpose. And if you could live your purpose and also earn income from it, would that even seem like work? So often, people are not living in their purpose because they don't have the time. They don't have the time because they're busy working. Well, why not make your work your purpose? So on Streaming with a Purpose, we talk to entrepreneurs who have been successful in earning a good living while living their purpose, or at least using their purpose as an additional stream of income. Now, it's not always easy to do. In fact, many of us don't even know how to get started. And that's why we're here to help you get up and going. We start off our show letting you know what's happening in the Sims community. Then we provide you with a little inspiration and motivation for your day. And then we'll have our special guests to come and share some wisdom with you about what they did to be able to be successful streaming additional income from their purpose. All right. What's going on in the Sims community? Let's see, we are just coming off of the P2P Summit, the Purpose to Prosperity uh, Summit. And um, if you missed it last week, then the good news is you will have an opportunity to hear some of those sessions at a later date, including uh, some of the sessions that I presented at. Um, so I'm excited to share that with you. The other thing is my purpose course, An Introvert's Guide to Finding Purpose. Registration for that will start on Black Friday weekend. And when I looked at the calendar, y'all, and I saw that that's actually next week. So it's right around the corner. So next weekend, you will have the opportunity to register for that. So if you're in a place in your life where you're a little perplexed and you just have not been able to figure out what your next move is or what it is God even wants you to do in life. Um, you're a little perplexed and have not figured it out. It is figure it outable. So I just want to encourage you that um, that is something that can really help you along because that is one of the things that um, you will be doing by the time you leave that three-day course is you will have some goals set aside to focus on for the next year. So um, I just want to encourage you to check that out. Go in, register Black Friday Weekend, an introvert's guide to finding purpose. And um, I also have a uh, quote for the day for you. A little inspiration that I like to share. And this um, quote is actually coming from Misty Copeland. She's one of our few African-American professional ballet dancers. So um, this quote is, the path to your success is not as fixed and inflexible 
as you think. The path to your success is not as fixed and inflexible as you think. And when I look at that quote, what I th- what I see is, um, is what it's saying to me is that the place that you're in right now does not have to be the place that you are always in. It does not have to be your destiny. It does not have to be what your life continues to look like from day after day, from month after month, from year after year. Um, it's up to you to change it. You can change your story. So um, I just want to share that with you because I think that's just such a powerful message. And one of the ways you can change your story is to come out to my introvert's guide to finding purpose because that is definitely something that can help to get you on the right path. Okay, so just wanted to put that out there for anyone who needed that. And I would now like to just introduce who my uh, podcast guest is today. And her name is Eleanor Ward. And Eleanor is an international um, inspirational speaker. She's an author and she is a fresh start coach. So she helps people to get back on track after such dramatic, traumatic Um, um, occurrences in their lives and Eleanor is just an awesome person so we're going to take a listen right now um, to Eleanor's story and Eleanor I see that you are an international inspirational speaker author and fresh start coach so Um, Would you mind just please share a little bit about yourself and what it is exactly that you do? Well, I am a Fresh Start coach. There's not a lot of us. And what does that mean? It means I help coach you to a fresh start in your life. And I work with people that have had grief and trauma to get to a fresh start. So um, I remember having lost my husband and my oldest son some years ago. I didn't know what to do, where to turn. Nobody wanted to come near me with a 10 foot pole because I had a double death around me and people just seem to think that's infectious for whatever reason. And I just didn't know what to do. I I was not a breadwinner. I didn't, my husband did all those things. So my whole life was really turned upside down for over a decade. So I decided to help those who need that help. Trauma can put us in places we, in spaces we can't come back from. And grief definitely can too. So I help you make, you know, strategic plans and ways to get your life restarted, especially if you were like me. I was a homemaker for 20 years. So it was it was a, a rough road to become the breadwinner. Well, Eleanor, I want to uh, just say that I'm sorry for your loss. Um, to have to go through that um, twice is, I, I know that's a lot. Um, and how you have taken that, though, that situation, that life, real life situation that is traumatic and turned it into something that can really be helpful and benefit other people. Yes, it's it's more than a notion. And I was always an entrepreneur anyway, even in the marriage. So I can't say I wasn't. <clears throat> a participant in our earnings and things like that. I just didn't go to a nine to five. And what a lot of people don't understand because they were like, well, that was the nineties and the two thousands. How were you a stay at home mom? Because that's where you have conversations with your spouse. My husband did not want our our boys in daycare. 
And I really didn't want them in daycare either. So that was our plan together. You stay home. You can have the businesses you want to do because I'm a go-getter. And I'm not good at answering to people, <laughs> especially when it comes down to all that. You're my boss. You're over me. You, I'm insubordinate. I'm a grown person. My husband knew you know, how I was as a person and, and it worked. And I had a lot of businesses and we did well. So the biggest thing was I still had him to fall back on for that health insurance or maybe maybe the whole amount of money I needed didn't quite come in and he could kick in. So that's different. So losing that took my anchor away like, oh, wow, I'm really out here completely alone now. And um, that was scary. But I moved into the next phase of I got to figure something out, which was unfortunately going back to corporate America and struggling mentally to the point of having a breakdown a few years ago, trying to have a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And so I came out of that <clears throat> officially, officially, um, I would say uh, probably 2020 when the pandemic and things happened. And I said, well, thankfully I was furloughed and let go. So I had the business going as far as coaching and helping other people. But the Lord said, don't go back. Just never going to serve you. So I was like, well, thank you, because it, it wasn't. It was the same thing it had been for years. And I knew that wasn't where my spirit was. And people have to understand you have to listen and know who you are as a person. We are really conditioned to go to these jobs, be treated badly, make very little money and, and be kind of struggling but we don't think we're struggling because we've got a check coming in. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want women and even men to understand because men lose people too. You don't have to go down the path of least resistance. You can take the path that pushes you to independence. It pushes you to mental health and you'll be able to better care for your children because you're better caring for yourself. There, there are other ways to struggle than just financially. You know, not, not everyone is built to be out there um, in that uh, corporate world or to, to be working for someone else. And just having that mindset of no, because we have been conditioned to feel that we have to get up and we have to go to work for somebody else, that we can't have our own uh, business, our own thing going on for ourselves. So you're absolutely right about that. Now, how did you... How, how does what you do now, how does that translate to you living your purpose? Well, it took me a long time to understand. I didn't go through what I went through just to be a crying, broken down, non-functioning individual. It took me over a decade and I don't want anyone to have to waste over a decade <laughs> to understand, well, what you went through can now be turned into purpose, can now be seen as purpose. I remember I was at a conference and I saw this woman and I think that was the beginning of, beginning of me understanding I had a purpose in losing uh, my husband and my son. And she was a grief coach or grief counselor, whatever you wanna call it. But she handed me her information and I was mesmerized. She was amazing. And she was talking without crying. And I was like, oh, she's amazing what she's gone through. And she handed me that flyer and it was so expensive. And I was like, oh, good God almighty. I can't even afford to talk to the lady outside of this conference. <laughs> 
So I began to understand the whole, and, and I hope people don't get upset when I say this, the whole know your worth thing. It's I get it's a movement, but you can also know your worth to the point of really losing people that could honestly use your help. We've got to know the difference between knowing our worth and knowing our purpose, because your purpose is going to bring you the money, however you, however God's going to bring that to you. So sometimes you can be a little greedy by thinking you need to make this much money off every single person you deal with. And you could be losing a lot of other people that maybe could afford you with just a little bit less to get your help. So for me, I've always wondered what an amazing experience that might have been with that young lady. But at that time, I was just not in that space to be able to afford her. So I try to make things affordable for clients. I try to make sure that, you know, when you're walking in the purpose, and like I said, it took me a while to get there. I, I have to continue to pray about things. I have to continue to say, Lord, am I doing what you're really guiding me to do? And people will try to push you a different way. I've had people tell me, you're an amazing business person. Go be a business coach. Well, no, I, I don't feel that's God's purpose for me. Or you, you know, nobody wants to talk about death. Why are you doing that? Why are you even saying these things about grief and trauma? Nobody wants to talk about if they were molested. And I thought, really? Have you met trauma survivors? They never shut up. <laughs> because they're so desperately in need of getting the help. Have you ever met someone in grief? And people will say, that person seems so sad because they don't have a way to work through those things. So I, I definitely teach grief and trauma management and it helps me to stay in the purpose of better dealing with my grief and my trauma in my life of losing my whole family in an instant and having to become a single parent, a breadwinner, and having to raise our, you know, our our youngest son alone. So it has helped lift me out of those things by talking about it, walking in it and helping other people. So I, that's how I kind of stay in my purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, first of all, um, I just applaud you because the fact that you're able to to do this, you know, just like you said, with the one lady that you met, she was able to talk about her situation and not tear up and the fact that you're able to share and to talk and um, to mentor these ladies back into their fresh start um you know to be able to do that and because i know that must take a whole lot in order for you to do that but the other thing i wanted to say is you know when we're talking about entrepreneurship we're talking about uh, meeting needs that people have. It's about meeting people's needs. And if we're not doing that, then it doesn't matter what type of business we're in. You know, if we're in a business where people don't need us, then, you know, what's the point of the business? So you're meeting a need right now. Like you said, you know, the people were there, you know, they're out there. You know, the everyday person can't really see all of that. But another thing, when God gives us that purpose, and he says, this is the specific need I want you to meet, regardless of what all the naysayers are saying. This is what I have for you. And that's not for everybody. So it's not for every Tom, Dick and Harry out there to say, oh, yeah, do that. You know, but you listen to God and God, it, you know, it's pretty obvious that he has led you to this point. Um, everything happens 
uh, for a reason. There is a purpose behind everything that we have to go through in life. And it's unfortunate that you had to go through that, but you see how it has brought you to a place where you are at a place of purpose and not just for yourself, but to help so many others who have situations, who have had to deal with similar types of trauma. And that's where God has placed you. And that is where you're supposed to be. So again, I'm so glad that the naysayers and the people who just don't understand because they have their purpose and their purpose is for them. But you have your purpose and your purpose is for you, whether they get it or not. And a lot of times people don't get it. A lot of times people don't get why we do what we do, what, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, it's about passion and it's about what is inside of us. So, um, you know, I just want to thank you for fulfilling the path because you could have so easily said, no, I'm not doing that. You know, what's funny when you say that, um, I tried not doing that. <laughs> I did. I, I was doing the, even in entrepreneurship, you can go down the path of least resistance. So mm -hmm. I said, well, maybe the person is right. Maybe nobody's ready to talk about those things. So I shifted over to being a business coach. Hated it. It was just <laughs> like being at a nine to five. I hate it. Not because mm -hmm. I won't help you. Me with the business stuff, you can call me about anything and I'll give you tips and tricks and things that I've learned. I've taken tons of classes. I've invested heavily in myself in that format. So yeah, I can pretty much give you an idea or connect you to somebody else. I don't feel I'm ever an expert on everything, but no one should. And it was every time I would miss my webinars, I barely talked about it. I posted once every blue moon about it because my heart wasn't there. And that was not what God wanted me to do. And so I finally had to kind of swallow my own pride and say, this person is wrong. And sometimes people's own griefs and traumas that they have they they don't want to talk about it so they don't want you talking about it either and so once i got out of that it was like a total change in how i was speaking how i was acting how i was feeling and the business totally changed as well and when you don't want to do something or it's not the purpose god said for you god's not going to bless those things and people have to understand that sometimes sometimes we're running in the wrong direction because we can't get the people out of our head so you still have to say, what am I really supposed to be doing that does bring me passion? And people are like, well, how can you be passionate? I'm not passionate that you have grief in your life. It's horrible. I'm not passionate that you have a trauma. What I'm passionate about is helping you so that you can function again in your life. What I am passionate about is, hey, you want that jewelry line, but you're crying every day in the bathroom at home. So how do we get that to happen? How can we get that to be made, get you to be made whole again? I get that you want to not have anxiety, not have panic attacks because you were traumatized late or, you know, some at some point in your type, life from some trauma. So how can we get control of that so that you can function and go outside your home and live normally and trust again? So there, those are what I'm passionate about, which is you having that fresh start in life, not that the horrible things happen to you, but I try to teach you how to manage and handle those things that did happen. So people, can sometimes get misunderstood what you're trying to do. And the problem we have in the US, we don't acknowledge grief. 
I was back at work. Oh, within two weeks of losing a husband and a child. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they just acted like nothing had happened. And I'm just walking around trying to teach a college class every day. And I, I, I talk about on Instagram all the time how every time we had a break, I would go in the bathroom and cry the whole break, come out after break. They wouldn't even know, wash my face and go teach again until the next break. Mm-hmm. And go out to lunch, cry in my car, cry through the lunch, come back again. <laughs> That's not handling grief. That's not managing grief. But we're not given a way to do that, which is why people succumb to their grief and end up falling into really bad pathways after they lose someone. Mm-hmm. You you know what you're dealing with because you've had to deal with it. And just think about the number of people that you may have saved from being in a total state of depression <clears throat> or just doing something crazy. Um, life-threatening, you know, that is what your your passion, your passion lies in being able to bring people back, to bring them back to a point in life where they can live again. And um, that is your passion. And and that is what drives you. So um, my next question is, how do you turn that passion and, um, and purpose into a stream of income for you? Oh my God, that's work every day. It's, it's, it's harder than a, than a butt. <laughs> you have to invest in yourself, first of all. You're gonna have to pay for the classes. I'm older, so I'm not that millennial age where I could just get online and figure it all out. My kid is 25, so everything I do annoys him. Oh my God, you can't figure it out, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or I have to literally beg him. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll cook tonight. I'll do something if you help mom post this, that, or the other. And so, you know, you're going to have to learn. And there's, and what I've learned is there's a lot of free things and there's a lot of things you pay for. Instagram and Facebook literally have free classes. So I take what I can, piece together what I can. Canva has a running class daily where you can learn, you know, how to make your graphics and things like that. I'm still learning right now about funnels and I'm talking about all this so people understand it's not one thing you have to do. Funnels are quick websites you can go to that are like one page that'll talk about your webinar or it'll talk about your classes you're giving. You have to give classes. You have to give webinars. You have to be out here teaching um, in some way, shape or form. You'll see the people that are making really good streams of income. What are they doing? Literally about every three days, You'll see them offering some form of an ebook, a class, or they'll just say, I'm going to be live online teaching about whatever. There's a lady, all she does is teach about how to have a brick and mortar business. That's her niche. She doesn't talk about online stuff. She just says, This is how you can get a business, a building. And that's what she teaches. And that's all she does. So every two or three days, she's doing different things with that. With me, I'm literally in the middle of restructuring that right now to bring more income in. I'll be offering weekly classes on grief management. I will be uh, doing guest spots on various podcasts. I'm going to be on a podcast soon where for four weeks, every 15, uh, every 15 minutes when he has a break between his shows, you'll see, you know, me teaching you how to manage your grief. And I think that's a, an amazing collaboration. That's one way to bring in streams. I'll be talking about trauma effectors, 
I have a live show on Fridays on my Instagram. Um, and my website, like I said, is being restructured so that I can offer my Zoom webinars, my um, other things that I teach about, and that you'll also be able to have various things you can just download right off the website. Just pay the, pay the quick fee, download it, and get started. So those are some ways to kind of get some streams coming in. Another way is speaking. I do speak. And that's another way of having another stream of income. And I get everybody's not a speaker. Everybody doesn't want to be on camera. But you best believe you better have a form of a product that you're offering for what you're doing out here. T-shirt, uh, cups, whatever you think, jewelry, whatever you're good at. There's a life coach that just teaches um, basic general life coaching. And she offers a line of bracelets as well. So that's another form of income for her outside of her coaching but the bracelets are, you know, of course, motivational. I try to tell people consistently think out the box of what can help your coaching. I'm going to be starting what they call a grief box and it's going to be available this fall. And I personalize it to you. Whatever may have happened to you, you send me the information and you get journals, you get planners, you get things and reminders, general reminders of how you can remember the person without kind of putting yourself in a space like having shrines and things like that. Cause I tell people don't do that. That's overwhelming. And so this gives you different alternatives where you can get it four times a year and kind of say, okay, I needed this. I needed this help right now. Cause it's close to their birthday or it's close to whatever. So I'll be starting those in the fall. And those are just small ways to get some income streams coming in because to, I'm gonna be honest and maybe other coaches aren't, you're not going to have a client every single week. You're just not. That's just not realistic. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I wish it was true, uh, but you're not, especially if you're just starting out. You're going to have a client or two, you know, or three or four, whatever it is, but you're not going to have a client consistently. And I'm also offering what they call the Fresh Start Tribe, where you'll be able to join that monthly. Uh, you pay a fee and you can get on and be surrounded by other people in the grief community that are here to uplift you. We are not here to play the, I don't know if everybody, I'm old, so Wanda from Good Times, that's not what it is, where mm -hmm. she cries at all the funerals. <laughs> we're here, we're not even going to be talking about that. We are here to uplift you and keep you going and keep you moving. And it'll be a monthly membership for that. So it's not that you're out here just trying to take money in every little way you can. The ways of your purpose should bring about different things that promote your purpose to help other people. So that's kind of some of the ways that um, I kind of bring that income stream in to keep to keep afloat. So even though you have your niche, you know, you're talking about having multiple offerings so that um, you are, first of all, it's important to be able to have an income to live. So you, you know, having that niche and having multiple offerings within that niche so that you do have a, a steady flow of income, but also again, being very mindful of your target audience and being able to meet their needs. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about as an entrepreneur, being able to meet the needs of the people of your audience that you're trying to reach. and. You know, having multiple uh, offerings is is absolutely necessary 
sometimes. So yes, absolutely, I understand. Um, now I know you talked about technology. You know, I know that's a challenge for us who are a little older, and I put myself in that category too. Um, can you describe uh, some other challenges and struggles that you had along the way and how you overcame them? My biggest struggle is um, initially it was going live. I kind of thought it was senseless. Why do I have to go live? Um, and I still to this day don't understand the lives. So I would tape everything and just post it and I'd get a hit or two here or there. So finally, I had to swallow that pride and start going live. Now I can go live. I'm just getting on there and say, hey, y'all, I'm driving down the street and get our. <laughs> but I still I think to this day for me, the lives are still the trend because most people really still don't watch your lives until later. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got 20 or 30,000 followers, you, as once you get on, yeah, you probably got a, a whole live audience. But typically, most of the people watch your your live replays later. So I thought, well, why can't I just keep taping? But (laughs) the Lord said, this is what you have to do. So that was a huge challenge. So now I'm live all the time um, because I've had a few things that I'm redoing. I haven't been on as much lately. And then when I decided to do the live show on Fridays, I was like, are you nuts? But I get amazing feedback from that where we um, talk about different ways of you know, being on your journey and staying well to get to your fresh start and have a different guest each week. So that was something that I, I'm proud of to be able to do the lives. The other issue was website design, graphic design. I got so tired of people telling me, oh, it's so easy. You just drag and drop it and you can make your own website. Oh, just go on Canva. Oh my goodness, Sylvia. I did all that. And there were days I'd be in tears. I'm not good at pulling the pink to the corner and then it pops back down to the bottom. I'm not good at moving the words around. So one of the things I tell people, you do have to know what your limitations are. So finally, I found a a very affordable graphic designer and she kind of can see my vision and she helps me make a lot of my posts. And I can do a few things on Canva. I took in some of their classes and I can do a little bit, but I know that's not my strength. The website thing, I wanted to throw my computer out the window. It was not a drag and drop situation. No matter what they say, those websites is embedding code and it's doing this and it's doing that. So I applaud the people that do get that done. So I had to outsource for those two things. There's nothing wrong with outsourcing. Just find people that will you know, listen to you and make your vision happen. So for me, those were the two hardest things. I had to take classes on branding to really understand what that meant. I had to take uh, classes on, you know, how to put together sales packages, how to uh, make things look a certain way. And even with some of the speaking, I've been talking since I was eight years old and speaking and being out in front of an audience. That's never been an issue. But you have to package yourself in a different manner. So I had to take classes on those things. So you can't come out, like for me, I had to realize what I did in the 90s, in the 2000s, the early 2000s, that's a whole different business platform that no longer exists. So I had to really start to say, I've got to learn how to do certain things, no matter how hard they are. Uh, Sometimes I still really struggle with with certain things, Um, but there's tons of free stuff available online. 
I tell people that all the time. I know the week, the only two weaknesses I have are graphic design and web design. Everything else I can pretty much learn on my own and figure it out. But go out there and look for those things. Know what your weakness is. Get help with the weakness and then figure out the other stuff that you can. And I'm not going to pretend I also don't enjoy web design. That's the other thing. If you don't enjoy something in business, you're still never going to really pull it together because you don't like it. And it's just there's just no joy for me in Mudville in making a website. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what I had to do to kind of get past certain things. Once I got my weaknesses under control, I started working on the other stuff. Um, And the other thing I had, I think that was really big for me was simply beginning to have business boundaries as well. Uh, I know that sounds like it's not the same topic, but it is. I had to stop giving free coaching and I had people that got offended with that. I had to stop, you know, answering those DMs and kind of walking them through issues. And I had to eventually say, hey, you know, I need to get paid just like you. I've got to eat just like you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we can't move forward without that. And some people, you know, went on about their business and some people were even offended. And even friendships kind of ended because I had to tell a few people, well, you never knew you were coaching me. Yes, I did. I just was being kind. So I think that's something you have to develop as well in the business, those boundaries and say, that's my business. This is personal. You know, Mm -hmm. we can't mix both unless you're willing to pay for it. So once I kind of got past all those things, a lot, a lot of, a lot of things started happening faster, better, and easier for me. Um, I, I heard a couple of things there. And one thing that, uh, well, actually a couple of things, the business boundary is a must. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people will take advantage of that, um, you know, if we let them. But I also have heard throughout, as you've been sharing, the importance of just, um, just, we got to work. It, it, it's it's a work. We got to work at being an entrepreneur. There are just certain things that we got to know how to do. Just like when you talked earlier about the different multiple offerings, you had to figure that stuff out. It didn't come easy. You had to figure it out. You had to pull it together. And then there are things that we just got to know how to do. Um, if we don't know how to do, at least recognize our weaknesses and bring the people in who can help us with those. So, you know, we're constantly building so that we're constantly growing. We have to be working at all times to pull it together. So entrepreneurship, while we love what we do and it's our passion, we're passionate about it. You know, it's those things behind the scenes that have to happen in order to make it all work and come together. And sometimes that's the thing that holds so many people back and keeps them from being able to move forward because they don't want to put all of that into what it takes and act to actually pull off this venture. Um, But, you know, I, I, I love how real you keep it. And, you know, just letting us know up front that, yeah, you got to work in order to be successful at this entrepreneurship journey. So um, kudos to you uh, for being able to do that and to pull that off. And I just have to say this, when you talk about going live, um, you know, I was glad to hear that from you because that has been something that I have always avoided. Um, but hearing it from you, I feel like maybe now I need to actually take an attempt, you know, take a stab at it because, you know, even as you say, you know, most people don't even 
see the recordings until later. And I can witness to that because usually I never watch a live stream. Um, and that was exactly what was on my mind. I'm like, well, isn't that just like a recording? You might as well just record it. But you answered that for me. So, uh, you know, I think you have taught me something here today that I just need to stop avoiding it and do it myself. So um, <laughs> thanks for that tidbit of information. If there was anything that you could do differently to fill this path in your life, what would it be? I would not outsource so quickly. That was my greatest mistake and not the graphic design or things like that. I outsourced with um, kind of giving in, thinking I didn't know what to do when I knew that in my head I really did. So I outsourced with a social media manager and I went and got a business coach. I spent a lot of money and I mean a lot of money and got very little results because I kept listening to all these gurus, invest in yourself and go do this and go do that. And I thought, okay, I'm not quite sure it's in me to do all this different stuff. And I invested in these people and I got such a little return. And uh, finally I, I saw a lady online and she had more receipts for what she was doing as my son says, receipts. So I had to learn to look for the receipts and I paid for her classes and I let go of everybody. And um, I had been investing in a year for with these people. Nothing had happened. I had four followers from her social media management where I was promised I'd have all this amazing growth. Once I took back my social media life, Within 90 days, I had 150 new followers from me doing my own work, guys. So I want you to understand, you can do your work. Posting, I thought this is going to be so hard. Then I found out about Facebook Business Suite. I go on Facebook Business Suite. I can post for both Instagram and Facebook for 30 days at a time. And I put all my stuff in there and I keep it moving. Guess what? Now posting is off my head. But it keeps me online for my business because since I'm posting something every day, I'll take each week and that week is focused on one subject and it also focuses on my guests that's going to be on the live so I can mix and match those together. But it keeps me in line of keeping the business on an even keel because these postings make you stay where you're supposed to be and it's, you're not all over the place anymore. There's another company called Hootsuite. If you prefer to pay for your service, Hootsuite, you pay for it and it posts to... Uh, Oh, I think four or five platforms. Facebook Business Suite only posts to Facebook and Instagram. But for now, that's all I need. Not because I don't want to do Hootsuite, but that's if you have all these different platforms. And so for me, that that really made a difference. Um, the social media manager was not in alignment with my purpose. She fought me. She wouldn't post the things I said. She'd post other things. And there were times I would get online and I'd have people contact me and say, what are you talking about? Your video says this, but somebody posted something completely different. So it was like I was fighting my own brand, but I'm paying this person. And in the sense, that's a, that's a sabotage. That's a saboteur. So be very careful before you jump up and go ahead and hand out all this money because you think they can do a better job than you. Now, maybe in a year, maybe two years after you really, you know, got the growth you want and done what you wanted, you could outsource or it could be a shorter time. But for me, I lost a whole year of business 
where I literally, and I'm going to tell her, be transparent. I made no money when I was dealing with her. The business coach did nothing either. And he was a complete waste of time as well. So at the end of the day, you know, don't run and outsource because you feel overwhelmed. Stop and take a breather and find out what other resources are available to help you make your life online easier. People say, oh, well, there's so many other outlets. But right now, our business lives, whether we all want to admit it or not, really hinge on what we do on social media. It's just a different world. Even our websites are secondary to our social media. And so that I would definitely do differently. Now I have, you know, you have the link trees and the easy trees. I have one of those where you can just click in my bio and grab things that I'm talking about. Um, that way you don't have to necessarily go to my website. So it's it's a lot of things that may seem overwhelming, but I recommend sitting down and writing down what you feel you're struggling with in your business and then look for those resources to help you uh, come out of that struggle. It's all, it's all available, whether people realize it or not, right there. And a, a great, a great uh, amount of it is really free. So you don't have to always be spending all this money. I have invested in some paid programs. And I mean, $20, $30 here, $50, even $97. And I've paid more than that for stuff. So you still do have to do some paid investment to get to the next level of things. But when you're just out here starting, go ahead and use the free stuff until you know you can figure out what road you want to go on and what services you want to uh, really pay into. But grabbing all these people, the business coaches, the social media managers, the uh, the social media specialists, uh, the virtual assistants, that may need to wait until your business is really in a place that, first of all, you can afford it. And secondly, really look at the person's track record and go look at their other people's social media sites. I got the manager through someone I knew and I had only looked at her site. Well, once we were in it, I began to see how she truly wasn't really doing anything for the sites that she worked on and they didn't have any growth either. So you really got to check these people out. Mm -hmm. So are there any other tips there about purpose? <clears throat> I would say don't share it. And I'm what I mean by that is don't go and decide you want to tell everybody what your purpose is or what your, you, you know, what you feel God has done for you get up and work on it and present it to the world. The world's going to be more welcoming to your purpose and what God has for you than your friends and church members, than work people. Um, get up and just do it. If you want a ministry, why do you need to tell everybody? Get up and get on Facebook, block a time every week and start your ministry. If you know you want to be a coach, go get your life coach certification and decide what kind of coach you want to be and start and begin to coach people. Get online and start offering your services. You know, it's all about action. The greatest part of purpose is your journey to the action of presenting it. So what you can end up doing is killing yourself because you're telling everybody your purpose, but you're not walking in it. You're not activating it. You're not dealing with it. And so everybody is giving you all this information to the point where your purpose is just being talked about and nothing's happening. And in a sense, 
you know, that's disrespectful to God. So stop all the talking and sit down. This is what God has for me. Make your plans. Like I tell people all the time, write the vision and make it plain. Once you do that for yourself, writing the vision isn't to tell everybody else about it. It's so that you can do what you need to do for your purpose and open the door for yourself. You can't worry about friendships and all that stuff. It's all about what your purpose is. And your purpose is never for people around you. It's for everybody else out there in the world. Mm, that's a good piece of advice. So often it seems like we want everybody's approval of what we do. And I don't know if we're waiting for someone to say, yes, go out and do it. Or if we're waiting for them to say, no, don't do that. So then that gives us an excuse or a reason to not really move on it. So if we want it, like you said, we just got to go ahead and, and just move and do it. Um, if God gives us gives it to us, y'all, we got to move on it. Take action. Do it. Don't stand still. Don't go around trying to find and get approval from people that you don't need approval from. You don't need approval from anybody but God. If he has told you this is what I want you to do, just figure out how to do it. And if you are allowing him to guide you, um, a, a guide your steps, he's going to ultimately show you how to do it. Um, it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be challenges. As Eleanor has already um, shared, there will be challenges. There will be times we'll fall, we'll fail, and we'll feel like we have failed. But we just continue doing it because if he has told us this is what he wants us to do, we just got to get up and get back on the bandwagon and figure it out. Do the research and figure out what the next move is. So um, Eleanor, how can someone who feels a sense of familiarity with what you're doing get in touch with you if they have questions or if they just need to even talk with you or uh, utilize your services? They can find me a variety of ways. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, my new website, which will be up and available by the time um, this airs, is biggerfishtofrycoaching.com. You can always find me on the gram and DM me there. A lot of people do that at biggerfishtofrycoaching on Instagram. Um, and the that's a link that you can click and get on my calendar and we can make a date and talk there. So those are two of the best ways to, to grab me and find me. Everything's under the umbrella of Bigger Fish to Fry Coaching. So if you put that in, it, you're going to pop up and see my little freckled face. And um, it'll 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 guide you to however you want to contact me. So um, I'd love to speak to whoever would, would like to speak to me. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate your time today. And um, again, uh, just look forward to what God is calling you to as you continue your purpose journey. And um, thank you so much. Appreciate you. I thank you for having me and letting me talk about it. Everybody's journey is a, a little bit different. I have a keynote that I do is called how to take action to journey into a new life. And I go through the steps of what you have to do to do that. And I only mention that to say, I want people to understand there are steps. You're going to fall. Like you said, you're going to not necessarily make the best mistakes. And I want people to understand you're going to lose some money too. <laughs> but if you do a step-by-step -step plan, 
you can kind of avoid that and look for people that will guide you and walk step by step in your purpose to help you get to the next level too. So I think um, it can be amazing and you can avoid the pitfalls simply by taking your time and and the, the best thing you can do, and I want everybody to know this, is to trust your instincts about your business because mm -hmm. it's going to guide you through every step. The minute you feel like you're not doing the right thing, I promise you it's not the right thing. So mm -hmm. trust your instincts on your business because that's the best business guideship you have. Wow. Thank you so much, Eleanor. Really appreciate that um, bit of information. Trust your instincts. Well, thank you. And I appreciate being on. And I wish you amazing, amazing success with your podcast. Thank you so much. We thank our guest, Eleanor Ward, and we look forward to you tuning in next week on the next episode of Streaming with a Purpose. Bye-bye.